part one chapter one section six and seven of the possessed by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine section six they spent almost the whole winter season in petersburg but by lent everything burst like a rainbow-coloured soap bubble their dreams were dissipated and the muddle far from being cleared up had become even more revoltingly incomprehensible to begin with connections with the higher spheres were not established or only on a microscopic scale and by humiliating exertions in her mortification varvara petrovna threw herself heart and soul into the new ideas and began giving evening receptions she invited literary people and they were brought to her at once in multitudes afterwards they came of themselves without invitation one brought another never had she seen such literary men they were incredibly vain but quite open in their vanity as though they were performing a duty by the display of it some but by no means all of them even turned up intoxicated seeming however to detect in this a peculiar only recently discovered merit they were all strangely proud of something on every face was written that they had only just discovered some extremely important secret they abused one another and took credit to themselves for it it was rather difficult to find out what they had written exactly but among them there were critics novelists dramatists satirists and exposers of abuses stepan trofimovitch penetrated into their very highest circle from which the movement was directed incredible heights had to be scaled to reach this group but they gave him a cordial welcome though of course no one of them had ever heard of him or knew anything about him except that he represented an idea his manoeuvres among them were so successful that he got them twice to varvara petrovna's salon in spite of their olympian grandeur these people were very serious and very polite they behaved nicely the others were evidently afraid of them but it was obvious that they had no time to spare two or three former literary celebrities who happened to be in petersburg and with whom varvara petrovna had long maintained a most refined correspondence came also but to her surprise these genuine and quite indubitable celebrities were stiller than water humbler than the grass and some of them simply hung on to this new rabble and were shamefully cringing before them at first stepan trofimovitch was a success people caught at him and began to exhibit him at public literary gatherings the first time he came onto the platform at some public reading in which he was to take part he was received with enthusiastic clapping which lasted for five minutes he recalled this with tears nine years afterwards though rather from his natural artistic sensibility than from gratitude i swear and i'm ready to bet he declared but only to me and in secret that not one of that audience knew anything whatever about me a noteworthy admission he must have had a keen intelligence since he was capable of grasping his position so clearly even on the platform even in such a state of exaltation it also follows that he had not a keen intelligence if nine years afterwards he could not recall it without mortification he was made to sign two or three collective protests against what he did not know he signed them varvara petrovna too was made to protest against some disgraceful action and she signed too the majority of these new people however though they visited varvara petrovna felt themselves for some reason 
called upon to regard her with contempt and with undisguised irony stepan trofimovitch hinted to me at bitter moments afterwards that it was from that time she had been envious of him she saw of course that she could not get on with these people yet she received them eagerly with all the hysterical impatience of her sex and what is more she expected something at her parties she talked little although she could talk but she listened the more they talked of the abolition of the censorship and of phonetic spelling of the substitution of the latin characters for the russian alphabet of someone's having been sent into exile the day before of some scandal of the advantage of splitting russia into nationalities united in a free federation of the abolition of the army and the navy of the restoration of poland as far as the dnieper of the peasant reforms and of the manifestos of the abolition of the hereditary principle of the family of children and of priests of women's rights of krevsky's house for which no one ever seemed able to forgive mr krevsky and so on and so on it was evident that in this mob of new people there were many impostors but undoubtedly there were also many honest and very attractive people in spite of some surprising characteristics in them the honest ones were far more difficult to understand than the coarse and dishonest but it was impossible to tell which was being made a tool of by the other when varvara petrovna announced her idea of founding a magazine people flocked to her in even larger numbers the charges of being a capitalist and an exploiter of labour were showered upon her to her face the rudeness of these accusations was only equalled by their unexpectedness the aged general ivan ivanovitch drozdov an old friend and comrade of the late general stavrogin's known to us all here as an extremely stubborn and irritable though very estimable man in his own way of course who ate a great deal and was dreadfully afraid of atheism quarrelled at one of varvara petrovna's parties with a distinguished young man the latter at the first word exclaimed you must be a general if you talk like that meaning that he could find no word of abuse worse than general ivan ivanovitch flew into a terrible passion yes sir i am a general and a lieutenant-general and i have served my czar and you sir are a puppy and an infidel an outrageous scene followed next day the incident was exposed in print and they began getting up a collective protest against varvara petrovna's disgraceful conduct in not having immediately turned the general out in an illustrated paper there appeared a malignant caricature in which varvara petrovna stepan trofimovitch and general drozdov were depicted as three reactionary friends there were verses attached to this caricature written by a popular poet especially for the occasion i may observe for my own part that many persons of general's rank certainly have an absurd habit of saying i have served my czar just as though they had not the same czar as all the rest of us their simple fellow-subjects but had a special czar of their own it was impossible of course to remain any longer in petersburg all the more so as stepan trofimovitch was overtaken by a complete fiasco he could not resist talking of the claims of art and they laughed at him more loudly as time went on at his last lecture he thought to impress them with patriotic eloquence hoping to touch their hearts and reckoning on the respect inspired by his persecution he did not attempt to dispute the uselessness and absurdity of the word fatherland 
acknowledged the pernicious influence of religion but firmly and loudly declared that boots were of less consequence than pushkin of much less indeed he was hissed so mercilessly that he burst into tears there and then on the platform varvara petrovna took him home more dead than alive he babbled senselessly she was looking after him all night giving him laurel drops and repeating to him till daybreak you will still be of use you will still make your mark you will be appreciated in another place early next morning five literary men called on varvara petrovna three of them complete strangers whom she had never set eyes on before with a stern air they informed her that they had looked into the question of her magazine and had brought her their decision on the subject varvara petrovna had never authorized anyone to look into or decide anything concerning her magazine their decision was that having founded the magazine she should at once hand it over to them with the capital to run it on the basis of a cooperative society she herself was to go back to skvoreshniki not forgetting to take with her stepan trofimovitch who was out of date from delicacy they agreed to recognize the right of property in her case and to send her every year a sixth part of the net profits what was most touching about it was that of these five men four certainly were not actuated by any mercenary motive and were simply acting in the interests of the cause we came away utterly at a loss stepan trofimovitch used to say afterwards i couldn't make head or tail of it and kept muttering i remember to the rumble of the train vyak and vyak and lyov come back lyov come back and vyak and vyak and goodness knows what all the way to moscow it was only in moscow that i came to myself as though we really might find something different there oh my friends he would exclaim to us sometimes with fervour you cannot imagine what wrath and sadness overcome your whole soul when a great idea which you have long cherished as holy is caught up by the ignorant and dragged forth before fools like themselves into the street and you suddenly meet it in the market unrecognizable in the mud absurdly set up without proportion without harmony the plaything of foolish louts no in our day it was not so and it was not this for which we strove no no not this at all i don't recognize it our day will come again and will turn all the tottering fabric of to-day into a true path if not what will happen section seven immediately on their return from petersburg varvara petrovna sent her friend abroad to recruit and indeed it was necessary for them to part for a time she felt that stepan trofimovitch was delighted to go there i shall revive he exclaimed there at last i shall set to work but in the first of his letters from berlin he struck his usual note my heart is broken he wrote to varvara petrovna i can forget nothing here in berlin everything brings back to me my old past my first raptures and my first agonies where is she where are they both where are you two angels of whom i was never worthy where is my son my beloved son and last of all where am i where is my old self strong as steel firm as a rock when now some andreoff our orthodox clown with a beard peut briser mon existence en deux and so on as for stepan trofimovitch's son he had only seen him twice in his life the first time when he was born and the second time lately in petersburg where the young man was preparing to enter the university 
the boy had been all his life as we have said already brought up by his aunts at varvara petrovna's expense in a remote province nearly six hundred miles from skvoreshniki as for andreyev he was nothing more or less than our local shopkeeper a very eccentric fellow a self-taught archaeologist who had a passion for collecting russian antiquities and sometimes tried to outshine stepan trofimovitch in erudition and in the progressiveness of his opinions this worthy shopkeeper with a grey beard and silver-rimmed spectacles still owed stepan trofimovitch four hundred roubles for some acres of timber he had bought on the latter's little estate near skvoreshniki though varvara petrovna had liberally provided her friend with funds when she sent him to berlin yet stepan trofimovitch had before starting particularly reckoned on getting that four hundred roubles probably for his secret expenditure and was ready to cry when andreyev asked leave to defer payment for a month which he had a right to do since he had brought the first instalments of the money almost six months in advance to meet stepan trofimovitch's special need at the time varvara petrovna read this first letter greedily and underlining in pencil the exclamation where are they both numbered it and put it away in a drawer he had of course referred to his two deceased wives the second letter she received from berlin was in a different strain i am working twelve hours out of the twenty-four eleven would be enough muttered varvara petrovna i'm rummaging in the libraries collating copying rushing about i visited the professors i have renewed my acquaintance with the delightful dundasov family what a charming creature lizaveta nikolaevna is even now she sends you her greetings her young husband and three nephews are all in berlin i sit up talking till daybreak with the young people and we have almost athenian evenings athenian i mean only in their intellectual subtlety and refinement everything is in noble style a great deal of music spanish airs dreams of the regeneration of all humanity ideas of eternal beauty of the sistine madonna light interspersed with darkness but there are spots even on the sun oh my friend my noble faithful friend in heart i am with you and am yours with you alone always en tout pay even in le pays de makar et de Sevaux, of which we often used to talk in agitation in petersburg do you remember before we came away i think of it with a smile crossing the frontier i felt myself in safety a sensation strange and new for the first time after so many years and so on and so on come it's all nonsense varvara petrovna commented folding up that letter too if he's up till daybreak with his athenian nights he isn't at his books for twelve hours a day was he drunk when he wrote it that dundasov woman dares to send me her greetings but there let him amuse himself the phrase don du pays de makar et du Sevaux meant wherever makar may drive his calves stepan trofimovitch sometimes purposely translated russian proverbs and traditional sayings into french in the most stupid way though no doubt he was able to understand and translate them better but he did it from a feeling that it was chic and thought it witty but he did not amuse himself for long he could not hold out for four months and was soon flying back to skvoreshniki his last letters consisted of nothing but outpourings of the most sentimental love for his absent friend and were literally wet with tears there are natures extremely attached to home like lap-dogs the meeting of the friends was enthusiastic 
within two days everything was as before and even duller than before my friend stepan trofimovitch said to me a fortnight after in dead secret i have discovered something awful for me something new je suis en simple dépendant et rien de plus mais rien de plus end of section seven recording by expatriate in bangor maine